got one-on-one -on -one here, one-on-one -on -one here. Just take your shot outside and throw it. Roethlisberger throws it, and it is caught with the feet down. What a catch by Firemuth. The signal is touchdown. Wow, what a big-time throw. It's fourth down. It was good defense. It took a while. <laughs> I was shocked. But what a catch. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Ritchie here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Yeah, but that was a play of the game right there as the Steelers uh, defeat the Cleveland Browns uh, in this uh, contest. 15 to 10, no longer find themselves in the basement, uh, no longer in last place. Of the AFC North, they come out victorious, a uh, much-needed uh, win once again, making a three-game winning streak, and once again, including another hot, hot October month as Mike Tomlin goes to three and one in this month with the only loss uh, being to the Green Bay uh, Packers uh, this season back on October 3rd in Lambeau Field. But – once again, right now, Steelers, after all the crazy start they had to the season, the up-and-down rides, the concerns with the offensive line, uh, the lack of ability to uh, not be able to have a legit run-blocking scheme right there. Ben Rosper starting to take on a lot of hits. They find themselves in the sixth seed of the AFC wild card right now. Unbelievable as we take a look at it. And as we look at the wild card picture, as of right now, uh, basically the Bengals, as of right now, they got the five seed followed by the Steelers uh, who are behind the Bengals since losing their first half of their head-to-head -head matchup with the Bengals back in Heinz Field. And then you got, after the Steelers, you got the Chargers right there for the final spot as it stands. And then the Patriots are on the outside looking in, followed by the Browns, the Broncos, Chiefs, and Colts. And right now, I mean, when it's all said and done, when we take a look at everything, Steelers basically right now are in a position once again to try and control their own destiny. I know it's still a ways to go. Ten more games left in the regular season. But let's be honest right now. Uh, when we had the way the season, how could have went south a long time ago, they're finding a way to weather the storm big time. And this is our reminder why Mike Tomlin, too. I mean, I know I share my thoughts plenty of times. Have my share of criticisms with the guy. Always frustrated a lot of times where when you would be in control, you would lose, like, your playoff spot somehow, some way down the season. But it's another reminder why he's still a Steelers head coach, the second winningest coach in regular season history. Uh, and as it stands, as of uh, right now, I mean, for Mike Tomlin in his uh, coaching career, 
I mean, when, when you take a look at everything that he has been able to do, the body of work uh, that he has been able to uh, muster up right now, I mean, he is right now at this point in time. I mean, when when you really think about it, uh, for for the most part, starting off uh, this season, I mean, going into it, I mean, with everything that has been on the table, for the most part, I mean, uh, look at everything he's been able to do. He is only four wins away from uh, matching Bill Cowher in career wins and needs five more to pass him. So I'll just show you, like, what's that right there. Uh, we're going to get into uh, my plays of the game uh, later on, but you just heard right there, that was the big uh, play of the game right there, that moment, that two-yard uh, touchdown pass that Pat Frymuth was able to uh, concentrate on and make a huge grab in the end zone. And the Steelers right now going 4-3. Browns now find themselves at 4-4 four and four in the division. And uh, here we go right now. And let's go ahead and break down the game uh, summary real quick in this game as uh, we're taking a look at it. And once again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at MassSteelCGR, and on Instagram, at MassSteelNation. Like I said, 15 to 10 is your final score. Uh, Steelers were able to get to Baker Mayfield, who got sacked four times uh, for a loss of 15 yards in this game. I thought the biggest impressive thing, too, outside of all that, too, I think many people really start to see, is their defense. I know they had some injuries banged up. I mean, this is the game of football, as in sports, but especially with football, where injuries are a lot more harder to overcome and stay healthy in this game. But when you really put it all together, the Steelers, I mean, for the most part, in this uh, contest right now, I mean, as in rushing, who would have thought that they would have uh, been able to minimize and control the – Number one rushing attack. They held Nick Chubb to 61 uh, yards in this game uh, for a grand team total of 96 yards. The Steelers are outrushed them by nearly 20 yards, 115 for the Steelers. And Najee Harris right there. I thought the ability of this game right here, when we're watching the way this game played, the run blocking looked as impressive as ever, as they're finally starting to click right now. You saw Najee Harris run with a heck of a lot more confidence, I mean, going into this. And when you really look at it, too, I mean, through everything that has been going on, I mean, with this team, I mean, even about people been screaming and pleading with Tomlin, and many people were still against Ben Ross, where I had my concerns, too, about benching this guy. I mean, and when you really look at it, too, I mean – Going, going into this uh, game right now, I mean, Nick Chubb who has two straight games of uh, 100 uh, yards. Uh, his last 100-plus uh, yard game was 161 yards uh, versus the Chargers. That was back in October uh, 10th. And then he would uh, miss the, uh, two games in a row uh, versus the Cardinals and the Broncos. But, but still, I mean, you look at it right here. I thought that was very encouraging right there. I mean, to do this to a run game, I mean, going into this, and uh, the way the Steelers were able to respond, I mean, they were able to keep their composure. Offensive line did a nice job blocking. I mean, in this game, I mean, you would have uh, two sacks only surrendered by the Steelers' O-line. 
11-yard loss. So the Steelers had a net passing yards of 255 yards right there. I mean, it's just a, a, a fabulous win, I mean, to say the least. And for right now, I mean, listen, this is where they stand. You got to let the cards roll. I mean, this AFC North right now, I, I still am picking the Ravens for right now. But at this point, I mean, if they can find a way to keep game momentum going, who knows? They might be able to have a shot at the AFC North because I really thought the Ravens were going to be a team that once they lost, they're not going to let it go. I mean, the Ravens only got one loss in the division, and they've and since playing the Bengals so far, that has been their only team they've faced so far uh, versus the Bengals, who had a commanding win. But then again, you look at this past week, uh, they flop against the New York uh, Jets in the Meadowlands right there uh, to go down. I mean, in that, in that scenario, and where you saw the Jets defeat the Bengals right there, 34-31. to 31. I mean, that contest right there. And, uh, yeah, definitely um, a much-needed uh, win and some help right there, to say the least. So if the Steelers are able to take advantage of their uh, matchup versus the Bears, I mean, granted, prior to that game, if the Ravens are able to lose to the Vikings, so they host in Baltimore, and then, like, let's say if the Browns are able to beat the Bengals, Steelers could follow, find themselves in first place in the AC North by virtue of their divisional record over the Ravens. You would have the Bengals fall the last place in the division, and then you would also have the Browns moving to third place, I would, I would think, at that point where they would go to 5-4. The Ravens, I believe, has only got two losses so far, and the Steelers would just be able – I mean, they, they would just drop the three losses. Uh, I mean, in that – or wait a minute, I think the Ravens probably dropped to third place. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, uh, as we uh, look at it right now uh, for the moment, so don't check the standings on it. Please make sure I'm not tripping up over myself. Please excuse me. But the Ravens, they lose, uh, and the Steelers uh, win. Steelers find themselves in first place. You would have the Bengals uh, drop to the bottom of the division while the Browns can move into third place. Ravens would just be in second place at that point in time because uh, they would only have uh, three losses. So what a way to uh, overcome a lot of adversity so far and uh, see where they're at right now. And Najee Harris getting his fourth consecutive game of 100 yards of scrimmage. He wrapped up the day 91 yards off of 26 carries for three and a half yards per attempt and a touchdown while also compiling 120 yards of scrimmage here. I mean, right now, I mean, Najee Harris, I mean, for the most part, I mean, say what you will about this guy. I mean, he's got the makings right now to be a potential rookie of the year, I mean, candidate. I mean, leading a lot of rookies. I mean, when you look at I me, mean, you look at, like, his scrimmage stats, I mean, so far. I mean, he is first amongst rookie running backs. He's got 752 yards of scrimmage with uh, five total touchdowns. Uh, he is second behind uh, fellow rookie, I mean, first round uh, rookie uh, draft, uh, Jamar Chase, uh, who got uh, selected in the first round, fifth overall by the Bengals. 
as a receiver, but I mean, still, I mean, you, you look at what uh, he's been able to do right now. He's he's got four hundred seventy nine yards on the ground rushing, and he's also, I mean, for this year, he's got two hundred seventy three yards receiving with two receiving touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns uh, for the year. I mean, his uh, rushing yards is uh, continuing to get uh, more improved as we uh, see this thing go along uh, right now. He is 11th in rushing uh, in the league with 479 yards. I mean, he is averaging about 3.7 yards per attempt. I mean, you got you to say for right now, I mean, you got to be uh, pretty impressed with what you see so far right now. And 13th in yards game with about 68. Still getting up there, but still, I mean, for a guy right now, for like your first uh, pick in the draft right now, uh, with uh, Najee, I mean, uh, going to this year, I mean, 24th overall, I mean, out of Alabama. And then you think about my roster, too. I mean, like, I'll see this once again. Uh, he was able to, like, uh, point out to Najee Harris, I mean, like, uh, don't be afraid, run over people. I mean, be stronger. I mean, and uh, he he mentioned the drone, referred to Jerome Bess in that situation. And Jerome Bess did meet with him. I mean, at that point, and and you see what is happening right now. We're starting to s- slowly see. I mean, low by low, an effective and confident runner. I mean, and, and playmaker. I mean, for the most part. I mean, what the Steelers have not seen in a long time. Probably since uh, James Conner's uh, first year under the helm without Le'Veon Bell. But this is the potential right now. Stuff you be unlocking with this guy as uh, we continue to go along the way throughout this uh, roller coaster of a season. I mean, right now, I mean, the Steelers, they, they just don't, you just don't want to do enough to like screw this thing up. You basically want to like lock this thing down right now. Uh, at this point, and like I said, for a guy like Mike Tomlin right now, who I feel like has got, like, uh, enough. I mean, it's still a ways to go. I mean, I will I will say this. I mean, uh, starting off uh, this podcast, too, I mean, before we break down the rest of this game, I mean, you got other uh, sharks in this uh, tank right now, too. I mean, that could be uh, definitely uh, teams to reckon with. I mean, when you speak about tiebreakers, I mean, one team I would definitely watch out for is the Patriots right now. I mean, they just, uh, I mean, uh, beat the Chargers uh, yesterday in uh, SoFi uh, Stadium. Uh, Anyway, uh, I mean, here we go right now. I mean, you got a a spectacular, I mean, uh, season right now going. I mean, a lot of comeback, a lot of adversity overcoming. I mean, we found out yesterday in uh, that contest which one was a trick or a treat. And I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, this was a game that, I mean, for Halloween, uh, definitely was not, like, uh, really too enthusiastic about, I mean, going into that matchup. I mean, it proved to be a five-star matchup. I mean, like the good old days. But, I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, this Browns team right now, I mean, who you would figure like Baker Mayfield when you look at, I mean, the weapons he's got around him. I mean, when you got Odell Beckham Jr., you got Nick Chubb. I mean, you got a lot of people in that running game. You got a sick offensive line. 
I mean, and then you also look at Dearness Johnson, too, who's also been making some uh, nice contributions on this team. You look at all the talent right there. I mean, this is uh, Brown's team has been able to uh, possess here. I mean, throughout I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, they've been trying to make themselves an offensive uh, force. I mean, too, I mean, then you still got, like, like I said, you got guys like Jarvis Landry here. I mean, it's so much more. And the Steelers just really just uh, showed out uh, big time in that game. And uh, for the final result of this game, like I said, it was a 15-10 win for the black and gold. Uh, Steelers had a total of 370 yards to the Browns, 306 yards. That's pretty impressive right there. I mean, yes, it's one thing over the 300 mark, but 306 yards, I mean, considering for this offense that the Browns have been able to reduce this game and how they've been kind of lighting it up all season, I mean, that that is pretty freaking good right there. And one, one good thing that was encouraging to see, too, I mean, they won the turnover battle in this game. No interceptions, but it was a nice uh, fumble recovery, too, uh, by uh, T.J. Watt in this game. I mean, proving once again, why he is uh, continuing to do his job. I will say this. I mean, the, as the season continues to go along, I still want to see a guy like Cam Sutton uh, really start to get moving at some point. I mean, you're, you're without Steve Nelson, I mean, who's like a legit, I mean, uh, second man to Hayden here, who made a nice little tandem in the secondary position outside of Mika Fitzpatrick. And I just I just don't want to see them be in the position where it was like three years ago, less interceptions being made, uh, more than likely it could end up hurting you making the playoffs. I mean, that, that is something I do not want to see again. I mean, in that time, they only had 15 total takeaways on defense, I mean, which was clearly not enough. And uh, here we are right now, as, as it stands right now, uh, Steelers find themselves in third place in the division. Succeed in the wild card standings. I mean, which is too sweet right now. I mean, two years ago that would have been the final spot right now, but thanks to last year increasing it by one, Steelers uh, might be uh, very fortunate to have that seventh spot. I mean, when you really uh, think about things, when they had things slip out of control. I mean, when they were right there. I mean, for for the most part of the seasons. I mean, how they've been able to let things. I mean, slip away. I mean, for a while. I mean, wait, when you look at, I mean, where they were, I mean, in the AFC, I mean, through everything that they've been able to do in that, I mean, uh, for the most uh, part, I mean, it was uh, definitely uh, disheartening uh, moments, to say the least, what they could and could not uh, finish up there. But, I mean, like uh, like in 2019, they just missed out on the playoffs thanks to the Titans uh, securing their spot. And then back in 2018, what ended up happening uh, right there, Steelers once again find themselves out of the playoffs by not winning the division. But the way they uh, finished up, I mean, in the standings, I mean, considering everything that has been uh, happening right there, I mean, for the most part, I mean, they once again find themselves in the seventh spot back in 2018. I mean, and everything that has been happening up until that point, 
And then uh, 2013, when they missed the playoffs, I mean, once once again, I mean, to show you how close uh, they were, I mean, with everything going on uh, for that part, they would uh, finish up as the ninth seed, I mean, in, in that year. But, I mean, you've been knocking on the door for a long time. But let's get back to this game real quick. Uh, game balls, uh, who I want to uh, go with in just a moment here. Uh, for the first uh, game ball of this game right now, I'm going to give it to the man himself who once again continues to uh, haunt the Cleveland Browns fans in the uh, stadium. That is Big Ben Roethlisberger right now. He picks up his 24th regular season uh, victory uh, versus the Browns. He is now... Uh, 24 2 and 1 in the regular season, 24 3 and 1 uh, career win loss for Sands. But in Cleveland, uh, 12 2 and 1 with the tie being three years ago, he gets his first win in Cleveland since 2017. And that was their season opener where they won by a field goal uh, to start off the season where they went 13 and 3. So it's been a long time coming for Ben Rosberger. I mean, considering he had to miss, I mean, the rest of the season where you cannot be on the, in that game on Thursday night since he got hurt during the second game of the season versus Seahawks. I mean, think about the journey he's been there. I mean, he did not play the foul game of the season, of course, since they wrapped up the division versus Colts, and the, and the bye was pretty much out the window at that point when they were sputtering right there. I mean, when they lost, like, four out of the remaining five games in the regular season, five out of the remaining six grand total, including the playoffs, and what when you look at it, and then also too, I mean, I mean, Big Ben Roethlisberger. The reason why I'm gonna give it to him is just finds a way to get it done. I mean, this game right here, I mean, he had stellar, I think, like uh, performance right here. He played 63 percent of his passes right there. I mean, take the large part of his offense line, gave him some decent enough. I mean, I mean, 65 percent of his uh, passes completed in this game. Uh, 22 of 34. Uh, completions out of his passing attempts, 266 yards, and, of course, the game-winning game uh, touchdown, uh, when you look at it, uh, to Pat Fryermuth, by the way. And when you also look at it, too, with uh, Ben Rosberg, what he has been able to do, I mean, in his career right now, when we look at it, I mean – Another thing that continues to add to his resume uh, right now, as we look at, he has picked up his 49th uh, career victory. Uh, he is one uh, game-winning drive behind Tom Brady, who is third. Ben Rosberg is fourth on the all-time list. Peyton Manning has the record with 54 game-winning drives, followed by Drew Brees, 53. Then I mentioned Tom Brady, 50. And now Ben Rosberg, uh, 49 uh, game-winning drives in his career. And also, too, fourth-quarter uh, comebacks uh, for his career, too, by the way. Ben Rosberg officially passes Drew Brees for third on that list. 37 fourth-quarter comebacks in his career. I mean, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Pete Manning is once again the lead dog in that category with 43, followed by Tom Brady at 41, and now Big Ben Rosberger at 37. I mean, just right there. I mean, I mean, when you think about like what he's went through, Helen back, 
I mean, with the elbow surgery, having to adapt, I mean, without playmakers, I mean, since the departures of Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, two-thirds of the killer bees, and they go to a younger offense. And then not only that, losing uh, your guy, uh, Juju Smith, uh, shooter for the rest of the season right now, an injury. I mean, he's no longer, I mean, with the team as it relates to this season. He signed a one-year contract. One of Ben's, I mean, favorite I mean, targets he loves uh, throwing to, he's not there. I mean, he's doing a lot, I mean, considering for right now. I mean, a lot that he's had to put up with. I mean, of course, like I said, I mean, when, when we uh, take a look at everything, we dissect everything with this team, I, I think he, he definitely deserves his uh, share of uh, praise and his flowers given to him, if you will, at this point. Because he's still proving why he can still be a big game-winning quarterback. I mean, it was definitely clearly the offensive line. I mean, then, I mean, just able to win the battle at the line of scrimmage. They out physical to the Browns, in my opinion. That was a huge reason why. But, I mean, and I've been giving to Najee Harris the uh, last couple of games, uh, I mean, as far as player of the game on offense. That's deservedly so. But I think Ben Rosberg just deserved this because he was able to keep his poise, his goal right there, enough to manage the game. I mean, to make plays right there. I mean, throughout, and they also just uh, had to, I mean, go through a lot of uh, adversity right there. I mean, beginning in that second quarter when they had that botched uh, fake field goal attempt right there. I mean, the Steelers right there were pretty much in control of that game. I mean, when we look at it, I mean, for the Steelers, I mean, who right there, it was a fourth and ninth Cleveland uh, 10. Uh, Steelers had opportunity at that point right there to at least uh, take a lead with a field goal. Instead, uh, Chris Boswell decides to uh, try uh, attempt to scramble and then like a throw, uh, gets a late hit out of bounds right there. Uh, a lot of people were definitely concerned about why wasn't that a roughing the passer uh, penalty right there as uh, we looked at it. I mean, uh, it was definitely uh, some uh, controversy uh, right there after that. I mean, uh, definitely uh, not the best explanation for uh, what happened when uh, taking a look at what went wrong in that game. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into that real quickly as uh, we looked at uh, – prior had some information uh, on that, who's one of the Steelers reporters for ESPN FL Nation. As uh, we look at – and uh, the, the reason uh, given uh, on – I mean, the no uh, rough in the pasture uh, call – in that game, uh, it was according to official uh, Sean uh, Hockley uh, for the no call on the hit that took place on Chris Boswell. Uh, quote is saying he is a passer. He's outside the pocket. So he still afforded the protections of a passer. We didn't see uh, contact that rose to the level of a foul. But, I mean, yet later on in the game, right there too, I mean, when you also saw a penalty, that was also, I mean – I mean, a late hit out of bounds by the Steelers. I mean, some of the play, the official, 
the, the officiating was definitely inconsistent a lot right there. I mean, you saw it right here in this game. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, for the most part. I mean, the Steelers in this game had eight penalties versus the Browns, uh, five. Eight penalties for 65 yards. Browns only had five penalties for 30 yards. I mean, still, I mean, it was just beautiful what the Steelers had overcome. And call me crazy, but maybe just maybe it was a conspiracy. I mean, maybe the refs were just trying to be a little bit more on the side with the Browns, trying to, you know, keep us so close where Ben Rosper, they, they want to ensure that he wasn't going to leave the Browns stadium with another win over the Browns in Cleveland. Just a little conspiracy right there. I know that's not usually how it works, but I mean, it was definitely uh, some very uh, questionable uh, tactics right there by the officiating. Definitely very disappointed to say the least right now. And you look at uh, Big Ben, his return to Cleveland uh, right there. I mean, where he looked at everything. I mean, I just mentioned, I mean, Big Ben Rosper, he picked up his uh, 24th career victory versus Browns, 24-3-1, which includes 12-2-1 in Cleveland, uh, by the way. And you look at it right there, some other uh, stuff, I mean, uh, going in there, too. I mean, the Browns have started 27 quarterbacks for at least one game since the Steelers picked roster 11 back in 2004. I mean, including the brother combination of Luke and Josh McCown. Cleveland's decision to pass a driver has contributed heavily to the firings of eight full-time Browns head coaches in that span. I mean, unbelievable right there. I mean, the misfortunes they continue to put up with as a franchise. I mean, a team who, by the way, I mean, right now, I mean, this is really some shaky ground right now for the Browns. I'm not going to rule them out, but I will say, I mean, I'm not very too surprised right now how you're not finishing right there. After having some things go your way, it's just right now, this is a team right now who can really, I mean, be rolling with a lot of momentum. You you figure, I mean, winning against the Steelers, I mean, in the wild card round in, in Pittsburgh, which they haven't beaten since 2003, they go on to lose to the Chiefs in a close divisional round matchup. I mean, just uh, flying high going into this uh, season, you would think that they'd be a lot more properly prepared than this. I mean, more, I mean, discipline going on. And also, too, I mean, for for the for the most part, too, I mean, just take control of your own destiny. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that with them for a while. So, I mean, the Steelers, for the most part, too, I mean, it just goes to show you right there the mentality. When I'm watching this game, I'm thinking to myself, the Steelers had to have the mindset, you know what, this is why we're still the Steelers and you're still the Browns. I mean, at the end of the day. Period, cut and dry right there. Uh, just really saw some great, I mean, uh, contributions by this team all around effort here. I mean, for for this season right now, as we uh, looked at it, I mean, uh, for this game right here, and uh, it was uh, definitely uh, great to see. I mean, we still did not see. Uh, Zach Banner uh, start in this uh, game right here uh, for the offense. But, I mean, you got to look at it this way, too. I mean, 
when you look at the rest of the Steelers, I mean, like uh, depth chart right now, I mean, uh, for the most part, uh, for everything that's been going in right there, I, I think once again, you definitely have to say right now, I mean, guys like a Chooks uh, core for, and I want to say, uh, let's see, on the other side of that too, Dan Moore right there, a phenomenal, I mean, job, I mean, playing this game right here. I mean, for me, uh, I mean just to keep uh, the roster only being like uh, two times right there, big deal right there, in my opinion. And, and, I, and I like the way the Steelers smell blood against the Browns right here. I mean, you knew uh, Baker Mayfield, he wasn't going to miss this game for anything right there. Uh, playing through a banged-up left shoulder injury, I mean, he did not want to miss this game. I mean, still ended up, I mean, finishing for the day, uh, 225 yards with no touchdowns, no interceptions at all. And then, like I said, I, I think the most impressive thing, too, I mean, you look at the Steelers right now. I mean, yeah, he's still continuing to get dressed, but Deontay Johnson's still making his uh, niche. I mean, six receptions for 98 yards. He dropped uh, seven uh, passes in this game. And, of course, like I said, uh, fire move right here. I mean, got the game-winning touchdown. But T.J. Watt right here, I mean, if you want to look at it as far as, like, uh, player on defense who gets a game ball, you got to give it to T.J. Watt if you ask me. I mean, he had uh, six total tackles, which is second most behind Joe Schober, who had nine right there, who's uh, definitely got a nice – I think he made a nice contribution, uh, like the butt in the pass or – helping, like, set up, like, the turnover right there. But, anyway, Watt, he got uh, four solo. He got a sack and a half in this game. One tackle for loss. Three quarterback hits. I mean, led uh, both teams with one and a half sacks in this game right here. And, I well, let's see how he continues to heat up down the stretch of this season right now. A guy who's uh, trying to carry this team – not only to the playoffs, but eventually a Super Bowl championship. I'm not saying that's going to happen uh, this year, but still, I mean, look at Mavis Caliber, who's been shortened of Defensive Player of the Year last few times, and, the, and this is the product we're seeing right now on this team. I mean, the finishing product, I think, he's still got uh, yet to come right now. But uh, anyway, going into this game, I mean, the Steelers, they did activate uh, Anthony McFarlane uh, going into this game. Uh, to the 53-man roster. Uh, McFarland, uh, he didn't really do much in this game. Didn't really uh, get many, uh, let's see, like uh, snaps. I don't want to say in this game, but let's see. And, uh, I mean, it was definitely, I mean, he only got seven snaps, I mean, in this game, 9% uh, of them. But, I mean, I, I don't blame him for going, like, uh, with uh, Najee Harris, who had six two offensive uh, snaps in this uh, contest right here. I mean, which was uh, the fourth most as far as an offensive uh, production uh, player in this uh, team. And also, too, I mean, they, they placed uh, Carlos Davis uh, going to this game on the reserve and injured list. They signed defense tackle Chris Lee from the tackle squad, released uh, running back Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels, who I felt uh, right there, 
his only moment of glory was three years ago against the Patriots on and uh, week 15 right there, uh, late afternoon game. I mean, other than that, he hasn't done much since right there. Uh, he had to move out from him. But then again, too, you also looked at, I mean, in this uh, game, too, they're without uh, Melvin Ingram right now, uh, who is uh, listed right now, not injury-related. And then tight end, uh, Ham- Eric Ebron, both were out of the game with a hamstring right now. And the trade rumors right now, let's go into some uh, trade rumors right now, speaking of which. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see right now if the Steelers uh, either uh, trade or release uh, Melvin Ingram or Eric Ebron for the most part. Because to be honest with you, I think Eric Ebron right now, I think a lot of people are ready to move on from. Uh, he has not been uh, making, impressing a lot of people. I mean, with his performances, I mean, so far, uh, clearly a disappointment right now. I definitely see the future a lot more in a guy in fire move and uh, Gentry. I think they're starting to become a tandem right now in the uh, tight end position. And I, I think that is going to be interesting for years to come right now. What they can do together. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, too. I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, Ingram, he was definitely, I mean, he, he was, uh, why, he, he seems to want out of Pittsburgh. I mean, his, he's been, like, uh, frustrated, I mean, as of late. I mean, he, he saw a significant decrease in playing time since T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith returned from injury. I mean, the 10-year defender was unhappy with his dip in production. I mean, for eight games and six starts, Ingram, he has uh, made uh, 10 tackles and one sack. And after playing like uh, nine out of those 10 seasons with the first organization, uh, he signed a one-year $4 million deal with the Steelers this offseason. And uh, clearly, I mean, it just doesn't seem like to be working right now. I mean, and I know Arthur Motes was make, was referencing to James Harrison about three years ago, where it's like, I mean, I saw like last week on the Arthur Motes uh, podcast uh, with Deke, and uh, basically referring to how James Harrison was kind of like, do whatever you can to get released or uh, get traded, I mean, out of uh, Pittsburgh, I mean, basically in that time. And you remember uh, James Harrison, he's, he knows that they drafted T.J. Watt and he was being on the bench for the most part, on the sidelines. I mean, I mean, he under, he had no uh, personal uh, feelings or anything, but he, he was understanding the business side. And uh, he mentioned the documentary right there. And you looked at it right there. I mean, after uh, being released two days before Christmas in the 2017 uh, season, he went over to the Patriots. Well, like I said, I mean, he just did not want to be, like, uh, not uh, active or uh, be on the sideline. He just, like, uh, just wanted to be, like, you know, hey, if you're not going to be using me, just please let me go. He kept uh, pushing that window. I mean, unfortunately, you saw some younger guys in the locker room, too, along with that. And – a little bit concerned, like, uh, how people were going to be uh, warming up to a guy like James Harrison, who is not in the happiest of moods right there. I mean, unfortunately, these are the dice that you roll right now. I mean, I mean, we're trying to manage personalities, egos, or whatever, or just uh, players who I have a little bit more extra playing time. I mean, it's the life of a coaching coach right now. 
But I mean, if he, Melvin Ingram, to be honest with you, I mean, I mean, listen, I mean, depth wise, yeah, you felt probably, probably shoot yourself in the foot. But if anything, one thing I, I will say, uh, I don't want to mess. Last thing you want to mess with in football is locker room chemistry. And I think that is definitely a reminder of what continues to happen. I mean, of course, people are probably looking like saying, well, look what happened like when Le'Veon Bell uh, got knocked out in the final game of the season when they were trying to wrap up, a, when they were trying to clinch the division versus the Bengals, which was clearly on the line on Sunday Night Football. He got injured in that game uh, by the Bengals and uh, missed the playoffs. But not only that, too, like almost like a month uh, prior to that, yeah, LeGarrette Blunt, who was also uh, released uh, by the Steelers, he was frustrated uh, with his playing time right there, uh, being less utilized behind Le'Veon Bell. What ends up happening, he ends up returning back to the Patriots. And, you know, you saw how things, I mean, worked out for him right there. He he was able to benefit uh, enormously. I mean, with, that, with his situation, he was able to get three Super Bowls. I mean, and... Uh, three Super Bowls in the next uh, four seasons, practically. And uh, it was uh, definitely an interesting time right now. But like I said, I don't want to keep anyone around who is not going to be uh, happy or uh, saying some uh, negative vibes right now. You want to keep people on the same page here and support. And you just don't ever want to ruin a locker room or like any type of chemistry. Steelers are a family diverse organization the way they run things, and, I mean, there, there's how you stand right there. So I'm going to make a prediction right now as far as, like, uh, with the trade deadline. They'll probably end up, I mean, I was, like, reading Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I mean, who never says never, but he thinks, like, that they might end up, like, uh, trading him for some uh, draft compensation. They could use that to, like, uh, shop around for some defensive line depth right now because, remember, I do it right now. Uh, who we have not heard from uh, just yet. I mean, ever since uh, losing his brother to hit and run right now, there's been uh, no status update on him uh, when he's coming back or not. And, I mean, he's definitely been a huge part of this uh, front right now. And uh, so far, I mean, the last thing we're seeing is just that his return from IR has not been eminent. So he's still on the injury reserve uh, list right now. Uh, which is real sad. Continue to keep this man in your prayers right now. Much we love our team, though. We want to make sure you got someone right now who's uh, having some good things happen in their personal life, uh, the family, and uh, their loss right now. So uh, continue to keep them in prayers right now. Uh, I mean, I could care less right now if he's uh, back in due time or not. I, I want to see him uh, get himself on a happy, uh, confident level uh, going forward.